Welcome to NDG Winning, Season 3, Episode 9, where Dave and Adam sit down together to talk about NDG and the world that revolves around it. S3E9. Amazing. You know, 9 is a multiple of 3, right? Or is it the other way around? Uh, you know, I'm not a math not guy. Sure. I'm not a math guy. Yeah, I think it's a multiple of 3. I think it is. And 3 is the amount of times I will probably have to get vaccinated against the pan- the vaccine, the two shots this year and the booster. And But I'm getting my second booster sooner than later because they're saying if you had AstraZeneca before April 3rd, come one, come all, you'll get the second as of this Friday or Saturday uh, or Sunday. They can't give so, it away, eh, the AstraZeneca? <laughs> Well, because yeah, because the fridge, you know, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna expire. You know, Adam. By, by the time we podcast next, I will be a double V. Not my not my chest size, but the amount of times I've been vaccinated. I uh, I might sound like a Pfizer person, but I'm an AstraZeneca just like you. That's I was I, I I was down in steerage eating stale pretzels while everyone else. <laughs> was at the front of the bus getting Pfizer with warm salted nuts and a foot massage. <laughs> People never say, yeah, yeah, I'm frontline, I'm frontline. I, uh, I, I'm, uh, I, you know, yeah. I stand at certain house and greet people. I'm frontline. Mm-hmm. Now, all kidding aside, you know, it's, it's great news. The, uh, they're, they're opening up the, um, uh, they're opening up, they're releasing the, the they're opening up the robinet, the faucet a little bit more on yeah. Friday, terraces, Cosmos is already setting up their terrace on Sherbrooke. We'll be able to maybe even podcast in person at it. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I think it's great. And and let me tell you something, my friend. We have got we've got an episode. We've got uh, this is this might be one for the one for the ages. You know, Adam, tonight's podcast, it's gonna be like an episode of of the Crown or Bridgerton. There there's gonna be there's gonna be palace intrigue. There's we, gonna be successions to the throne my friend we're gonna have to check the facebook feed during the podcast to see that something revolutionary hasn't happened (laughs) a little bit of nepotism there might even be you know a little bit of too much inbreeding over the successive generations in terms of yeah but you know before we get into it um i just as we usually do at the beginning uh we're now up to 553 members uh, 27 since we live podcasted. Thank you so much, uh, including Anne, Carrie, Joanne, Elwood, and David, amongst uh, uh, to name a few. Again, a huge thank you. We we so appreciate everyone who's joining, everyone who's listening to us, uh, who's also on the Facebook page talking about everything uh, that's been going in the, uh, on in NDG. And you know, this is a this is this is big week. This is a big news week, Adam. A big big news week. You know. You, Dave, I mean, how uh, big is our heart? How big is our heart, Dave? This big. <laughs> to ask me, ask me how big it is. Adam, how big is our heart? You know how big our heart is? We even oh welcome God. fake members. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's you how know. much love we have here. You, you, you know, it's funny you should say yeah. that. Speaking of fake members, yeah. yes, it's a huge story, but that's not the big story. And okay. We'll definitely get, we'll get to that, it. We'll get there. A fake member, the big fake member scam of uh, this week. Um, but, you know, the big news is as as uh, we have a new entry into uh, 
who's going to try and run for borough mayor of Cote d'Ivoire, Lionel Perez. Amazing. Who's the current uh, one of the borough councillors for uh, on the Cote d'Ivoire side? Yeah. Now, now that is uh, huge news, and it's not. I don't think it comes as a surprise to anyone that Lionel or Mr. Perez is is running. The news is that he's running for mayor, and yeah. You know, one of the uh, theories that we discussed on our last podcast was, and I can't remember who the, who had this thought, whether it was you, me, or someone we were talking to, but, you know, why does Peter McQueen, for example, who is a very, very well-known and respected person in the community, why doesn't he run for borough mayor? And mm-hmm. I think the uh, the theory goes... That if you if you run for borough mayor and you do not get elected, you're out. Yeah, you, you got to go and work for the EMSB for a few years, <laughs> <laughs> or the or something or like you that. Represent, or you represent the the uh, coalition of English Montreal. Yeah, schools. or the coalition exactly. If you can't do the school board, you do the coalition school board. Right. So right. so, but in all seriousness. Uh, the the mayor ticket is a higher stakes ticket. It is probably going to be more fiercely uh, fought over, and mm-hmm. I think it's going that than a, than a local councillor position, uh, and and more specifically to uh, Sue Montgomery, the incumbent, and Lionel Perez in this particular race, the voters are going to have a real and meaningful choice, yeah. right? I think the impression we're getting from Lionel Perez and the the comments, the supportive comments that are coming out is that he is a he's a doer, he's a straight shooter, he knows how to get things done at the city level. He was posting about how few kilometers of roads have actually been paved in NDG in the last uh, over the last mandate. It's it's some well, we all know we basically drive around on dirt roads, you know, in, in NDG. And, and that's something he's already been vocal about. Um, and he came to town. He came to our part of town. And he was on the front lawn of the NDG Sports Center with mayoral candidate Denis Coderre talking about his uh, his announcement. And then so that that's Lionel Perez versus Sue Montgomery. Sue Montgomery uh did a lot for uh bicycle paths she's trying to work on uh, uh, a density of uh, population density of uh, greenery um comes from a, a i think it's safe to say a different political perspective uh also and, trying to reform uh trying to reform the bureaucracy of the borough yeah, she That's comes right. out of this epic uh, uh, battle. Yeah. Now that could play in either way, right? There could be some citizens who say, "You know what? I want a, f- a full slate of uh, a Sue Montgomery candidates and her équipe courage to win, right. so that they can completely clear the decks of the bureaucrats." Yeah. But others might say, "You know what? If you can't beat them, join them." I want Lionel Perez, who's been around for a long time, who probably has a better relationship with the bureaucracy than Sue Montgomery. I want him there to get things done. And maybe the bureaucrats will not block him. Uh, so this is a fascinating race, and it's only just yeah, begun. Right. And, and you know, it's a, 
on the other side, though, is um, the prior to Sue Montgomery being a borough mayor, we had Russell Copeman. And I think one of Russell Copeman's downfalls was that he uh, he, he started to move up in the in the party. He was on the executive committee at the city center. And I think and again, that I'm not knocking that. I think, you know, in terms of political career, um, in terms of political aspiration, yes, you always want to strive for more. But as a result, I think the the borough suffered a little bit, and that could have probably been one of the reasons why he didn't win the last election. So if Lionel Perez does win borough mayor, um, given the fact that uh, him and Danny Coderre have got an excellent relationship, is there a risk that he would end up being in the same, following the same path of uh, of, of Russell Coatman, and then having to choose between? Where do I spend my time and focus on the borough or at the city center? And do right. we end up in a similar situation? Yeah, and, and Lionel has you know impeccable credentials for advancement in city politics. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he one day went for for citywide mayoral yep. uh, office. And uh, you know, yeah, yeah. What's also interesting is um, there was a thought and and. Uh, we we might have touched on it in in, in for earlier podcast is that um, is that uh, you know Lyle, Lionel Perez uh, given the fact that he's one of the few he's been sort of leading the party while you know uh, when Denny Coderre left is that um, is that uh, uh, he keeps his councillor position and then you know heads does more work on the executive committee if Lionel Perez loses the election. Can Denny Coderre still bring him into his executive committee? Hmm. Well, he like, would not be a city councillor. He wouldn't be an elected right. official. But can, you can, can you be part of the executive committee uh, when you're not an elected official? And if not, yeah. um, maybe that you know that bodes for him saying he's quite sure and convinced that he can um, he can win. Well, maybe but he could know, be like an Alan Bond kind of guy, like a sort of like a deep state uh, person yeah, in the could city. Be, could be. Um, um, let's see what he has to say. And also, yeah. too, it's interesting, too, is that right now, uh, maybe the balance of power isn't the right word, but the balance of power in the Cotonage NDG borough, having Sue Montgomery uh, being an NDGer, you know, uh, the focus or maybe there's a slight balance in the favor of Randy G. Mm-hmm. If Perez becomes borough mayor, uh, he bucks the trend where you add Russell Copeman and Sue who are living on more in the West, you know, on the mm-hmm. NDG side, and you have a, a, mm-hmm. uh, a Cotonez leader, um, uh, someone from the Cotonez side. Um, and like you mentioned, he was receiving some nice accolades. You know, Russell Copeman said he'd make an excellent candidate. But Adam, I need your help with something. I need your help figuring out something. Yeah. Marvin Rotrand, another councillor from the same party as, as Lionel Perez, tweeted uh, this morning or last night that there's a palpable sense of relief today across Cote d'Ange NDG in lieu of Lionel Perez announcing that he's running for borough mayor. What does, where does he get this palpable sense? I want facts. Who is that? Is this... Is this? Uh, are there people um, uh, with Lionel Perez banners now? Uh, where do you come across saying that there's a palpable sense of relief? That's a pretty bold statement. Um, I want facts. I want to know what's behind that statement. 
I'm, this to me is so political speak. Like, show me this this palpable relief. I I, I was as surprised as you were to see that tweet, and I I want to um, give you know Mr. Rotran the benefit of the doubt, and I think the best interpretation I can give to that tweet of his is that there is a real contender for office, right? Uh, prior mm. to uh, uh, Lionel putting his name in his, his name in the hat, um, the only other mayoral candidate was uh, Kevin Copps, who right. is an independent, not very well known, let's face it. Um, you know, it's going to be a real challenge for him to, to really get a lot of attention. Um, so I think, I think Marvin is saying, you know what, now there's going to be a real race in NDG. This is not going to be an easy ride for Sue Montgomery. She's going to have to work for her ticket. I want to mention something else about Sue Montgomery and it's not fair. By the way, I'm not sure that Marvin Rotrand is with, uh, Ensemble Montréal. Maybe not now, but he was, he's with the same party. He's currently in the same party as Lionel Perez is in the current administration. I'm not dead sure about that, but we'll, we'll, by the way, this is a good opportunity to plug our uh, Cotonej NDG election map uh, that is all over our Facebook. It's a live Google document that is constantly updated with the names and links to all of the candidates. And it's just fantastic. Sorry for patting ourselves on the back. But what I wanted to say is, uh, we don't yet know who the candidates are for Ensemble Montréal other than the mayoral candidate, Lionel Perez. But Equipe Courage has two candidates officially announced, right. France Stoner yeah. and Annalisa Harris. These yeah. are two young women, very yeah. talented women who bring a lot to the table. Annalisa Harris, of course, with her political experience, France yeah. Stoner uh, in, in, the, in the Snowden district, knowing the area where... Really mm-hmm. hoping to have her uh, on the on this podcast, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and we got a very kind message from her press attaché yeah. uh, that uh, she uh, uh, will be more available for for us in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna. There's plenty of time between now and November. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to have Miss Stoner on. I don't know. I, I for some reason I want her on almost first. I think it's because she was the first person to announce. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. You know, so anyway, so Lionel, Lionel follows, uh, is, a, is, is a, um, he follows us. He, he's a, he's a member of the, uh, NDG winning Facebook page. So if he's listening great. to the podcast, maybe he'll join us as well. Um, you talk about your, uh, the, the candidate slate, the, uh, on the Google docs, which is great. People are contributing. And if you want to get a different, differing opinions, you know, of the current candidates, uh, Neil wrote a really interesting post on our Facebook page about uh, what his thoughts are of Lionel Perez. So, you know, if uh, this will help shape your opinion, um, we're looking forward to some debates. Uh, as we've said before, we'd love to have a, 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 not just meet the candidates, but debate on our, maybe to organize an NDG winning debate. We're also compiling a list of questions that we'd like to ask all the candidates. We've got some real nice, real good ones, very relevant to the borough. Um, so yeah, it should be really interesting. And, and I'm so excited that, you know, being the only uh, source of local news in uh, Cote d'Ivoire NDG, um, you know, we have uh, we've got uh, we've got a good team behind us, and uh, uh, we've got the right yeah. format and the right medium. So it should be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, and and our membership on the Facebook group is what's keeping us going and energetic, and we're so right. so That's grateful right. for that. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Um, another uh, bl- piece of, of, of news uh, that came up um, is the the never-ending saga. Again, speaking of, you know, the church and state, uh, the, the uh, our episode related to uh, the monarchy is the uh, St. Columba Church. Round two, my friends. It seems like round 100. Um, <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, at the corner of Hinkston and NDG Avenue is an abandoned church uh, that used to be the St. Columba Church, Anglican. And uh, it was then uh, bought by some developers who uh, rented part of it to uh, the local Chabad chapter, which is a Jewish uh, denomination. And, uh, and everything seemed, you know, just fine. But then a plan came around to build a bunch of townhouses to basically tear down the old uh, church hall and build, I guess, eight or so townhouses. And the parish hall would either remain a community building or be turned into uh, a um, more houses. And uh, the unfortunate part of this story is that uh, the, uh, the gr- there was a group of local residents who were vic- vociferously opposed to the development. And rather than, and there's a, a beautiful irony to it because it seems that the opposition is mostly French Francophone folks. And it is, it is perhaps the first time in the history of the world that a group of Francophones band together to protect the architectural heritage of a cinder block Anglican church <laughs> uh, in Montreal or anywhere. So that, was that isn't a, even that isn't even a heritage site, my friend. This right. this recurring argument that it's a heritage site. When we went through round one, and I know you're going to talk about it a little bit further. Even the city of Montreal, the 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 person responsible for the patrimoine, the of the for the borough, even said it's it's a third rate at best heritage site. Yeah, yeah. So. They, uh, the folks against it, uh, rather than speaking, you know, first and foremost about the housing and the, or the building or the, you know, they, they were voicing a lot of opposition to the then occupants of the building, the Chabad, uh, Jewish, uh, denomination, uh, which has since left. They're not there anymore. Uh, but it seems the building is now empty, but it seems the opposition to almost any development there is so strong. So the, the, the latest battle was over a mezzanine, like over, would they build an extra floor on top of the parish hall? Uh, and the local folks were very against it. And when I say local folks, there's like, I think there's a core group of around 12 people who are, you know, Mm -hmm. this is like, they really go at this day and night against it. <clears throat> and um, so the the developers got rid of the mezzanine. And then there was another issue because they have to blast the rock underneath to create underground parking. Yeah. And quite frankly, if there are eight new houses going up on one of these side streets, you probably want underground parking. You, I don't think you want, you know, eight or 10 more cars on the street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the folks in, you know, neighboring were against that. So it was, vo- it's been voted down yet again. And by the way, the property is not vacant. It's not just vacant, but it's derelict. Yeah. It's, the church it's, is in such bad shape. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, there is a, actually, there is this amazing, amazing organ 
church organ inside the church, which is uh, apparently it's like, you know, obviously, you know, handmade and installed uh, spectacular. Um, and even that didn't get a designation of, of heritage. But you're right. So they wanted to build this garage and that got so they had a referendum, right? Yeah, uh, a week yeah, or two yeah. ago. Yeah. So it's uh, so I, I, you know, I, 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 I think it's just uh, it's unhealthy. Peter, Peter McQueen voted against it because he was for turning the church uh, ground where the church is into a park. I'm okay um, with that. I mean, I live near there. And... As well. But you know what, Adam? You know, the, the, the referendum is democracy at its purest, and I'm fully supportive of that. And if you can master up enough people to hold a referendum um, in, to vote in favor or against uh, a specific issue, that's fine. That's democracy at its finest. Um, but what, you know... It'll be very, you know, like, I, I think at some point what might end up happening is the city is just going to say, you know what? No, we're going to override it. You know, uh, religious prop, pro, uh, land where there's religious uh, institutions don't pay taxes. Um, I think the city sees, you know, for sure, like, if they can put up townhouses, the revenue. And what would be very interesting to see is if the city says, you know what? Um, we're going to take this over, we're going to develop it, and we're going to turn it into low-income housing. It would be very interesting to see how these same people that have been voting down turning that property into housing, if it comes up as low-income housing, you'll see how quickly they'll turn down, have a referendum against low-income housing. You yeah, know, like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. don't, don't be so pious about how you feel yeah. about a third-rate heritage yeah. site and you're worried about houses. Yeah. Let's see what would happen if they did low-income housing. You see how quickly they would vote against it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something a little peculiar. Uh, you know, one of one of the folks who lives in the area said to me um, that this is actually not democracy. That 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 there is the idea that the city has bylaws and rules about what can or cannot be built is is how the city should be run, and a band of twelve agitated local residents should not be able to get together and kibosh the project. In fact. Putting that amount of power in a small group of people is an actual invitation to corruption. But right? they had, but they had the necessary, more than a necessary, needed number of voters to sign the referendum um, to to vote against it. Where I do agree with you is, you say we can allow anyone to to sign up and participate in the referendum. Well, you have to live what within X say? meters. You know, you have to live. Right. But or according you say to the that Gazette, it could only be within a certain area. Yeah, according yeah. to the Gazette, a substantial amount of the signatories uh, not, uh, don't actually live very close by. Yeah, and and there's another very interesting. I shouldn't use the word interesting, but because it's not a good word. But another uh, telling part of the story is that the committee that is so vociferously opposed to it is stubbornly anonymous. <laughs> they, right. they they don't know they don't say who they are they're just the but, concerned citizens of ndg but too, anonymous yeah, of course I agree. like Give me a if break. you feel that strongly about something then hey man you shouldn't be anonymous yeah. and stick up for what you feel is right so yeah. i mean that saga continues we'll see um the the uh you know the church is an eyesore um and uh you know I, I hopefully there won't be any uh, you know that the build that the structure won't collapse for whatever reason, but let's see. Let's hope cooler heads prevail and it'll uh, 
it'll it'll work itself through. You know, speaking of cooler heads, my friend, um, there. You know, that speaking of palace intrigue, uh, there's been some crazy goings on on some of the local NDG Facebook uh, pages today and a little bit yesterday with accusations of of people uh, anonymous. Um, uh, 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 people, fictitious people joining other Facebook pages to see how what's being said and for self promotion, which violates their own personal commitments and their own personal arguments. Um, you know, to me, it's 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 one of the wonderful characteristics that uh, that make NDG the Kotenish, <laughs> the yeah. great pearl that it is. Um, I think some of the comments are wonderful. Um, and, and what's really interesting is what, what I've been so fascinated about today is that the arguments and the justification is that, uh, you know, the syntax or how certain posts are being written. I think it's wonderful. It's palace intrigue. This We really need uh, maybe some uh, great investigation teams out there um, I, I love it that it's spilled over into NDG winning. Um, I think it's great. Uh, it's a great, you know, uh, it just, it's given a nice, you know, it's like overall, it just, it's, it's what makes yeah. our, our bureau so wonderful. Yeah. And, and, uh, everyone who knows and likes NDG winning on Facebook knows that we are a safe space. That That's is right. to say, that is to say censorship free. Uh, and, um, so these, you know, sort of zany rants about fake accounts have, uh, have a space, you know, that's how big our heart is. Uh, I will admit to being curious to a degree as to whether any of the NDG celebrities, uh, (laughs) are actually using fake accounts and, and if so, why? And if there are any of them out there who want to come on this podcast and list their fake accounts and talk about why they use them, we would like nothing better than to Amen. Amen. Them. Yes. And, and, uh, and, you know, if in fact it turns out that there is this, if this fake account scandal turns out to be true um, and it's proven to be true, whoo! Just gonna, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun yeah. summer. It might even, maybe it'll spill over into a, the the election issue. Who knows? Who knows? It might be an election issue. That's huge. Um, you know, one 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 topic that we've we've talked about off uh, off podcast a few times, and we keep on saying, "Hey, we need to talk about it." Is the closing of the Starbucks on Monkland? Yes. Yes. Um... For faithful listeners who have been with us in our earliest podcasts, we're talking pre-COVID, we did a lot of discussion of the culture inside each of the cafes on Monkland, all the way from Starbucks to Second Cup to Milk to uh, Mercanti. And, um, and of course, you know, as anyone who lives in NDG knows, each of those cafes have their very, very unique and distinct uh, vibe. And so Starbucks filled a special place in the market. It was sort of the more, how can I say, uh, together people. Like you can't go to Starbucks looking the way you would look if you went to the second cup, you know. (laughs) 
you know, like you Starbucks people are kind of like together. The hair is brushed. There's product in the hair. <laughs> second cup, it's like you didn't even brush your teeth and you can go to second cup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, milk is a different fact. Milk, you have to be hip. You, you don't just have to have product. You have to have the right product in your hair. Uh, you have to have this sort of um, this uh, um, curated shagginess about you to go to milk <laughs> you know adam one yeah. of our people who asked to join our ndg winning facebook page the challenge question is what's the best co coffee on monkland and uh the majority of the the respondents guess guess who what who they're what they know you're i'm humbled i'm deep what tell is no, it it's milk for real which we... talks to your the, the you know you talk about how cultured cultivated shabby cultivated people go to milk well i think yeah. that maybe is an wow. indication maybe our you know we must have some pretty we cultivated must, we must be hip hipper than we think we are so well anyways uh, when we talked about rent in yeah. in on along monkland uh you know i'm not surprised and i think a lot of the uh, second cup uh, sorry a lot of the starbucks clientele were kids on the way to uh lcc or on the way to villa maria uh, and those schools all went online. So those kids weren't buying coffee for five bucks a pop. Do you think they were going to Starbucks because of the coffee or because of the brand? Uh, it can't be the coffee because there's so many other cafes on Monkland you could go to. It must be the brand that was bringing them in. Right. Um, I, you know. I also think what, um, what uh, might have done it in for Starbucks there is you're right. It's the pandemic, but also not just the kids, but people ordering Starbucks online through uh, and having it delivered to their houses as well. Right. Right. You know, well, um, well hopefully something interesting will fill its spot. Uh, it's a great location. And uh, right. in the meantime, we'll see everybody at second cup or yeah, Mount, maybe Mount. that will be the temporary, uh, uh, campaign headquarters for uh, Sue Montgomery for the uh, Ooh, Courage Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, okay. Oh, um, um, also speaking about uh, heritage and about NDG, um, park naming, um, you had mentioned about the discussion you had with Peter McQueen about naming, uh, I think, the park at the Y or something. Yeah, with, uh, so... Okay, so you know the NDG YMCA is now closed, yeah. and the there's going to be some kind of redevelopment there. Part, They've already started to remove. There's already been some work. Yes, I don't know what they're doing. So, uh, so part there's that giant green field there, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, if I was mayor, would stay a green field. But no, they're going to take part of it and do some kind of like old folks home or something. Okay. Community building okay. Of, some, of some kind. And I believe they might do some low-income housing eventually as well. Right. Which will be good, great for the borough. But uh, yeah. a big part of, of the, well, some part of it will be, will be a park. So there's a brand new park coming into existence. Mm -hmm. And um, I just sort of... Uh, you know, messaged uh, Peter McQueen on an, on one of his threads on Facebook that what if we were to name that Oscar Peterson Park? Mm -hmm. uh, and he said that there's already a park named after Oscar Peterson somewhere in the Sudwest borough. Uh, Does Oscar Peterson do at Concordia? Yeah. 
but he uh, re replied, what about naming it Warren Almond and uh, Park? And uh, that struck me as a great idea. Warren Almond, of course, was the member of parliament for NDG from uh, 1965 to 1997. Basically, he, he, he was a real institution. He passed away yes, in, he in 2016. He was a cabinet minister. Uh, he was solicitor general uh, for Canada uh, and, and was instrumental in abolishing the death penalty in 1970. He was a humanist. He was a great humanist. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, uh, reachable, available. He was a man of the people. Yes, a true... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great uh, NDG leader, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think that would be a very fitting name for, for yeah. that new park. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll name it Renny Levesque Park. <laughs> <laughs> Another, you know, there is a Renny, you can't. There's a Renny Levesque Park in uh, Lachine. So, oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, because um, they abolished the Vimy Park in Utremont. That's why half of NDG Park is called Vimy Park now, right? <laughs> Anyway. But you know, I, I think the uh, the work that they did at Vimy Park, at that section of yep. Vimy Park, is fantastic. Yes, um, it's a nice homage and uh, yeah, well done. Um, speaking of all, uh, well done, um, I got to give kudos to the borough, the city, and at least in NDG, uh, the pace and rapidity of uh, painting the street lines. Um, you know, last year. You know, I can't compare it to last year because last year we were in the thick of the, the pandemic. But compared to previous years, um, I'm pretty impressed. Just like I was with snow removal, at least I could speak for uh, snow re removal where we are. Um, uh, someone posted on uh, one of the energy sites. Um, they couldn't understand why they're doing street cleaning at 1 in the morning. So maybe, you know, the quality of, of services we're receiving around here might not be across the board. But it's been really great. Uh, um, it's super fun when you're lying in bed at night, the windows open, and you hear the uh, the, the 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 noise, the humming of that of that painter, the, the, the little the pin that does the painting. It's yeah, great. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's been really good. Yeah. The trees are out. I think with the early weather, the warm weather, NDGs. I was I was biking along the Maisonneuve bike path today, and I was just admiring that the trees that are. Uh, now, you know, that separate the street from the uh, train tracks um, are lush and green. It's a fantastic borough. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's looking good. Um, so, you know, Adam, we've, we've done, we've started this in our third season. You know, sometimes you have to reinvent, redevelop. You have to think of new ideas to keep the fans uh, coming. And maybe that's why we're getting, you know, increased listenership all the time. Um uh, let's finish off with our, our our recurring and ever increasing in popularity segment called Rapid Fire. Ask Adam, and I hear maybe there might be some Ask Dave I've today. I've got some for you. Rapid yeah. Fire questions. Rapid Fire questions. So Adam, I have one for you. Rapid Fire question. People smoking pot in the park next to playgrounds where kids are playing. Mm. Good, bad. It's, it's not lethal, but. But good or bad, it's, or it's, uh, treated like people who like might just sneak in a, a, a flask and a paper bag in the you park. You know, it's bad, but it, 
I'm not saying that out of some puritanical streak, okay? I really have no problem with people smoking whatever they want. But it's it's disrespectful to do so within, you know, plume like 200 meters or whatever, 20 meters of of kids. Uh, so I think that I think that's out of line, and I think it it just it's it's it should be on the people to not do that to just be respectful of the children. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. All right, I got another one for you. Hand me. Do you think that Marcia was robbed, only finishing in fifth place at the annual Charlie H. Garden Award? How am I supposed to know this? <laughs> Is Marcia the lady you're that lives the, near you? You're the great. You're like you're like the great Karnak. You're the great. You know. Oh. Uh, you're the great guru of of no, of no. all things NDG. Um, I wish. Oh, so, so Marcia is, is someone who lives near us. Um, unbeknownst to us, uh, there's a, a neighbor who lives near her who has his. He's a child. Is he his annual garden awards for? The best gardens around his house, and and you know why I'm bringing it up is uh, it's it's uh, quintessential things like that uh, that we do in our borough. Um, you know, of course, it's very micro, it's very local, uh, it's very specific, but it's so wonderful that uh, these kind of things going on. Uh, my daughter for a while was doing a local newsletter, which she was uh, uh, writing up, and we were she was distributing it at, at just a few houses around nice. our. Our place, and you know, it's. I think it's those things that bring us together as a community. Um, I, it just, just absolutely fantastic. I love it. I, love it. I mean, the the effort that some people put into their often very small gardens here in NDG, yeah, or yeah. Uh, balcony, yeah. you know, balcony flower boxes, is uh, is so is so beautiful and appreciated. Like you riding along the Demesne bike path, you know, exactly. just enjoying the greenery. Exactly. Uh, and by the way, when you look at NDG from Google Maps, when you like zoom out yeah. Uh, yeah. the whole island of Montreal, there's this green section. That's yeah. our neighborhood. That's NDG where we are. You know, uh, for, back in the day uh, when you could fly a lot and when they used to travel a lot for work, when the planes would come in to uh, land in Montreal, and they would do the, uh, the uh, flight path along the Metropolitan and they would go over TMR, you know, back in the day, I mean, TMR was all trees in the summer, so you would be very dark. And, and now, um, you know, prior to the uh, the pandemic, when it started in, in the traveling, you could still start to see even in the NDG uh, that, you know, in the lush of, mm. of the NDG trees and everything. So fantastic, fantastic. Nice, nice. Dave, I have a couple for you. All right. I'm going to try. I'm not, right. I, I can't guarantee Listen, you. my answers will be as, you know. No, no, I know they're going to be sharp and they're going to be on point. All right. What is going on in the mind of a typical patron of the wheel club? Wow. Right now. What is going through the mind? So, um, yeah, the online... Uh, um, Live concerts or the live feeds are great. Um, yeah, it's, you know, you can help contribute to pay some tickets, um, but it's nothing like the, like the live experience. And, uh, you know, I was so happy to hear that uh, 
they're going to be relaxing some of the restrictions as of this Friday. Um, it's going to be sooner than later. Um, uh, even the, the band that I'm in, the, the great NDG rocking band, NDG Gone on Fire. Um, but also, too, related to that is Porchfest. I know that Porchfest was typically the May 2-4 weekend. It didn't happen, of course, again. Um, I challenged the Porchfest organizers to uh, consider doing uh, maybe an end-of-summer Labor Day weekend Porchfest. So I think what's going through everyone's mind is, when this is over, when this when we can relax a bit, we're going to be out in full force and enjoy the music. And hopefully, the Will Club will get lots of good shows. Like you read my mind. So, um, all right. So uh, th this is, uh, you know, I can't believe the election is just just starting. We've got several months of uh, chewing the cod, you and I, over this election. And I'm hoping to have many candidates on yeah. our show. Yes. And we're going to I chase think. you. as you're, If you're candidates, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. you're going to get an outreach from us. Yeah. We want you to come on and tell us yeah. about your, about your I, platform. Uh, I saw uh, uh, Mayor S. Montgomery, Mayor Sue, uh, and Annalisa Harris at the uh, free um, uh, annual a perennial flower uh, giveaway, and this time it was at the uh, the um, the arena in uh, just off Summerland. Uh -huh. uh, so weekends ago when it was going on, and I mentioned about not just the podcast, which she knows us, but also we'd love to have you guys on. And there was so interest. So I think you're right. We'll get we'll definitely get some good traction. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, there's just, there's been so much to talk about, but we, I think we covered all the highlights. So we let's, did. let's There'll let our people. Be more. There'll yeah. definitely be more. Thank you very much, Dave. And thank you to our listeners. Yes. Thank you to our listeners and, uh, looking forward to our next podcast and looking forward to the fantastic comments and banter and goings on on our NDG winning Facebook page. And uh, we'll we'll talk soon, my friend. Hopefully in person Ciao. next time. Ciao. Can't wait. Can't wait. All bye right. Bye. Later on. Yeah. Bye.